It's time for Pacers Weekly. And we welcome you here into Pacers Weekly on 1070 The Fam, 107.5 FM. I'm Pat Boylan. It was a fourth consecutive victory for the Pacers on Friday night against the Detroit Pistons. You could call it, and you'd probably be accurate. Their most complete performance of the season, 125-88 over Detroit. All of these things happen in last night's game. The Pacers had their biggest win of the season, their biggest lead in a game of the season, their biggest win over the Pistons in terms of margin of victory in franchise history. The Pacers also doubled up their loss total with their win total. They're now 24-12 and 12 on the season. And Indiana, who led by 11 after one, never really seriously saw this one in doubt. And the Pacers have had a lot of these games where they end up winning by 10, 20-plus points, where the first quarter's close, the second quarter, the Pacers start to pull away a little bit. But it's really not until the second half where they start to uh, put away an opponent in a manner like this. In this game, the Pacers started to do that in the first quarter. It's never over after an 11-point first quarter lead, but the Pacers had a different sort of focus right out of the opening tip on Friday night against Detroit. Jumping out to that 11-point first quarter lead, they led by 13 at the half, and by 21 after three, they outscored the Pistons by 15 in the fourth. And this one was really never in doubt. The Pacers had another one of their what's becoming typical games. They had six guys in double figures and seven guys in double figures. And what's interesting is none of them were Victor Oladipo, who was two of nine from the floor. Every starter but Darren Collison took more shots than Oladipo. This has been something that has been an evolving part of his game. And look, I think for the Pacers to win at the level they want to, I think it would be an accurate statement that they want him to score into double figures and be their leading scorer. That said, I think it's a it's a testament to where this team has arrived at that Oladipo can score seven points and the Pacers can blow an opponent out. But he also had seven assists, five rebounds, and two steals. He matched the starters high with five rebounds. He matched the starters high with seven assists. Same with steals. So he found plenty of other ways to affect the game, and he's drawing so much attention from defenses that right now Oladipo's not forcing it. He was two for nine, but he's not taking a boatload of attempts, and because of the ball movement, the Pacers are getting good offensive looks. They hit 70% of their two-point shots for an entire game last night, shooting 60% from the floor, 70% from two. The Pacers were fantastic off the turnover as well. Indiana turned it over 13 times, Detroit 22 times. So at 24-12, and 12, just one more game left in 2018, and that is Monday on New Year's Eve. It's a 3 o'clock tip. This is always a fun game to go to, pacers.com slash tickets. There are limited tickets available. This one is likely to sell out. So you're going to want to act now if you'd like to be there, pacers.com slash tickets for that 3 o'clock tip. If you can't make it, we'll begin right here on the radio side at 2.30. Then the Pacers go to the road for a couple of weeks. They don't have a home game in January until the 15th. So another reason to catch them here on New Year's Eve. You're not going to see them at home for about two weeks once the new year starts as they have a two-week road trip that is more of an Eastern Conference and an East Coast road trip. It starts with Chicago, Toronto, Cleveland, ends Boston and New York. With the win, the Pacers are now a game and a half out of first in the Eastern Conference, and Milwaukee last night jumped Toronto, who has been in the lead in the East seemingly from the beginning of the season. So it's the Bucks at 24-10 and 10 who lead the conference. The Raptors are in second. 
a half game back at 26 and 11. The Pacers a game and a half back of the Bucks, and the Raptors for first place. The Bucks have that technical lead due to winning percentage. The Western Conference's top team is the Detroit Nuggets, uh, the uh, Denver Nuggets, excuse me, who have the same record as the Pacers by win percentage. So right now, just two teams in the NBA have better records than Indiana. We've got a great show coming up for you here in the 10 o'clock hour. We are going to hear from Kristenary Mark Boyle, as well as Mark Monteith, Jeremiah Johnson, and Eddie White. We'll hear from Pacers head coach Nate McMillan, former Pacer Eddie Gill, Darren Collison as well, off of his fantastic night last night. Collison was 7 of 7 from the floor, 19 points on 7 shots. Tough to get more efficient than that. Also had 7 assists, 3 rebounds, and you could argue uh, was the best Pacer last night in a game where many were very effective. We will hear from him in just a moment, we'd love to hear from you as well. I'm at Pat Boylan Pacers on Twitter. 317-239-1070, the number to call in and chat Pacers basketball with us. It will be Darren Collison. He's inside Daenerys Den. Chris Denary, Darren Collison, when we return on Pacers Weekly. Hi, Pacers fans. This is TJ Leaf. You know Banker's Life from the name on our home court, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Banker's Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. CNO Financial is based right here in central Indiana. In fact, they're one of the 10 largest companies in the state providing health and life insurance, as well as retirement solutions to middle income Americans across Indiana and nationwide. Learn more about CNO Financial and its central Indiana roots at CNO Inc. That's CNOINC.com. Through its local associates, Stanley Security Solutions has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. Financing was always a concern. We were a brand new couple out of college. First bought a dog, which made us buy the house, of course. We knew we were getting married, so Correct. we wanted something to be able to move into right away. We ended up finding Forum Credit Union, and through Forum Credit Union, we got pre-approved. Really liked working with Forum, the best to offer rate-wise. Everything went so smoothly. Forum Credit Union made it easy. Forum Credit Union, your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender, NMLS number 469848. 21 Pilots, the Bandito Tour, live. Friday, June 28th, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Twenty-one Pilots, live in concert. stand at the 36 game mark of the season we're closing in on halfway throughout the year that'll happen just a little bit into january the pacers have already created a really nice buffer in terms of them making the playoffs they're seven and a half ahead of ninth place brooklyn and they are six games ahead of sixth place charlotte in part thanks to a win last night over detroit creating a little more separation between them and another Potential Eastern Conference playoff team. Darren Collison was perfect from the field. Seven of seven. Chris Denary is 
bringing Darren Collison inside Daenerys Den, Chris. Thanks so much, Pat. A dominating performance by the Pacers, a 37-point win, and Darren Collison, a huge part of that. How much fun was uh, the win against the Pistons? Uh, it was extremely fun. I thought we played well together as a team, especially on the defense end. Um, everybody was helping one another out, and that's all you can ask for is you know, go out there, play hard, and, and make sure you help your next guy. Fifth time you've held a team below 90 points. The 16th time you've held a team below 100. I know you guys weren't happy about the defensive performance against Atlanta. What was the talk after that game leading in to the win against Detroit? Uh, nothing different. I thought we played hard in Atlanta. You know, we just had some miscues. And, you know, we're not going to be perfect every night on the defensive end. But, you know, we're going to play hard. So I just thought, you know, the difference is, is, you know, we was able to cover up those mistakes that we weren't doing in the Atlanta game. And, you know, we were still there. We still played hard, so we still was all right. The points off turnovers, the assists, those numbers are huge, Darren, even more impressive than we saw last year. Why is that? Um, I just think everybody has a knack for getting out in transition and, and making things happen. Um, I think as you're playing defense the way we've been playing, I mean, it's, it's only natural that you want to get out there in the break and, and make something happen. Also, the, the assists, I, I think nine times now you guys have had 30 or more assists. You had 33 uh, in the win against Detroit. Um, you did it eight times last year in 82 games. You guys have done it nine times in 36 games. It's just a staple of how we've been playing as a team. You know what I mean? I just think you can't really follow the box score from any individual on this team. Everybody's literally sacrificing and, and playing the right way. Um, you know, you have nobody looking out to go for their own every single night. Everybody's just being unselfish. That's the best way I can put it. I think the other thing is, Darren, uh, it's a game in December, and how many times you guys were on the floor, Thad, you, Domas, Vic. I mean, you guys lay it all out on the line, don't you? I have to. I mean, that's, that's what's been keeping us afloat, you know, where we are in the standings. Is we know every night we have to bring it. Um, teams are giving us their best shot, too. They know who we're, what we're capable of, and it's only right for us to go out and play hard every single night. You and I have not visited, I think, since Victor came back, but a year ago when he was out, you guys were 0-7. He's out this year. You guys go 8-4. and four. How much of a benefit was you, for you guys to learn how to play? And that you guys are really good players. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the failures of what we had last year without Vic kind of helped us this year. And, you know, it's, it's never good when your best player goes down. It makes the game a lot tougher. But I think we took on the challenge of stepping up individually and stepping up as a team when he was out. So when he did come back in, we'll play much better. There are two 30-year-olds on this team, you and Thad Young. What have you seen from Thaddeus here over this last month and a half? Um, Thaddeus has been great. You know, he, he's a guy that he doesn't really need to be the focal point of offense, but you look up, you know, he's having 15 to 20 points a night. Um, and that just tells you who he is. You know, he just he's just there all in the right spots defensively. You know, he, he gives it his all every single night. Um, he's he's challenging some of these, these, these best players that come into our building or even on the road, and he's he's challenging them every single night. And, look, Thaddeus is, is a jack-of-all-trades. You know, he can pretty much do it all. Final question. On Monday, you have a chance to put 25 wins on the board, and you're not even halfway through the season. That's impressive. I think the other impressive thing is you guys went the entire 2018, the back half of last year, the first half of this year, without a three-game losing streak. Yeah. Did you guys talk about that? No, we never talk about any of that stuff. Um, we just take it one game at a time, and whatever happens, happens. But this team hardly talks about goals or what we have to do. You know, We just go out there, and we just play hard every single night. I know the people appreciate it. Thanks so much, D.C., and best of luck rest of the year. No worries. Got you. All right.
Darren Collison inside Daenerys Den. Back to you, Pat. All right, Chris and Darren, thank you. When we return here on Pacers Weekly, Mark Boyle will check in for the first time. His weekly conversation with head coach Nate McMillan is coming up next. This is Pacers Weekly. Yeah, the boys round here. Five-time CMA Male Vocalist of the Year and coach on NBC's The Voice, Blake Shelton presents Friends and Heroes 2019. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, February 21st. With very special guest, Lauren Elena. Featuring special appearances by the Bellamy Brothers. Sean Anderson. And Trace Atkins. Blake Shelton. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, February 21st. Get tickets now with Ticketmaster.com. And Blake Shelton, Friends and Heroes 2019. With very special guest, Lauren Elena. Featuring special appearances by the Bellamy Brothers, Sean Anderson, and Trace Atkins. Check more at BlakeShelton.com. Produced by Messina Touring Group and AEG Presents. Financing was always a concern. We were a brand new couple out of college. First bought a dog, which made us buy the house, of course. Knew we were getting married, so we wanted something to be able to move into right away. We ended up finding Forum Credit Union, and through Forum Credit Union, we got pre-approved. Really liked working with Forum, the best to offer rate-wise. Everything went so smoothly. Forum Credit Union made it easy. Forum Credit Union, your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender, NMLS number 469848. Hi, Pacer fans. This is Darren Carlson. You know Banker's Life from the name of our home court, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Banker's Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. And for every three-pointer we make this year, CNO Financial will donate $50 to the Pacers Foundation. Over the past 19 seasons, CNO Financial has donated nearly $300,000 to Pacers Foundation. Learn more at PacersFoundation.org or visit cnoinc.com. This is Pacers Weekly on 107.5 FM, 1070 The Fan. We're live on The Circle in downtown Indianapolis. I'm Pat Boylan. If you have a question, a comment here for the show, we will be with you through the 10 o'clock hour at Pat Boylan Pacers on Twitter or 317-239-1070 is the number to call in. Mark Boyle talks weekly with Pacers head coach Nate McMillan. Here's their conversation this week, Mark. Thank you, Pat. Let's start with something that's a little bit different here. A milestone for you last night at the Detroit game was your 200th game as head coach of the Pacers. When you think about that 200-game run, which, by the way, in a transient profession is not an insignificant accomplishment, what comes to mind? Yeah, I really haven't thought about it. Uh, it's gone fast, uh, you know, for me. And, you know, I look at the number of games that I've coached and it really doesn't feel like that. Um, but just, you know, having the opportunity to, uh, you know, represent this organization, I think it's a great organization. Uh, we're trying to build something here uh, with the changes in the last couple of years, and I feel like we have a good group. Uh, just excited to move forward with them. You had a pretty successful playing career. That said, you've coached in a lot more games than you played in. Do you enjoy coaching as much as you enjoy playing? No, no. You you have more control uh, when you're out there on the floor uh, of the things that you want to do. Uh, you can 
do, you can control that game a lot more being out on the floor than you can on the sidelines. You know, you're trying to, uh, you know, get your team to uh, play and do the things that you, know, you feel uh, they need to do to be productive and win games. But when you're out on the floor, uh, it's, it's hands-on. You know, you have a direct impact on uh, controlling intensity. You know, you talk. We talk about energy and intensity. All of that being out on the floor, you can bring uh, to the floor. I'm interested in that answer, Nate, but not surprised because I probably asked 20 guys the same question, and the number of guys that said they enjoyed coaching more than playing was zero. <laughs> so. What is it about it specifically, other than what you just mentioned? Is it that playing is a more competitive environment? Is it something else? No, it's it's really still uh, very competitive. What you're trying to do is you're trying to do that from the sidelines. Uh, and what I uh, try to do is prepare my team, uh, you know, doing our practices uh, before the game, during the game, uh, to go out and basically... Uh, do execute, you know, and, and you know what's gratifying about it uh, is when you see it come together. Uh, you see the things that you train and condition uh, your team to do, uh, and they go out and do it, and you're you're winning games. Uh, that's the gratification of uh, coaching. Can you take us back to the end of your playing career from this standpoint? When your career ended, was coaching just a way to stay in the game, or did you have in your mind while you were still playing that coaching would actually be a specific part of the game I'd like to pursue? I really didn't think about coaching until probably my probably my last season. Uh, George Carl talked to me about uh, possibly being his assistant. Uh, I had told the organization that I was going to retire uh, at the end of the season. He wanted me to be on his bench and work with him. Uh, and that was when I started to think about coaching. Uh, throughout my uh, basketball career as a player, it was, I guess, the, you know, the, the leadership and, and kind of uh, uh, leading a team was something that I've always done as a point guard. And, uh, but I was thinking about life after basketball. And, Coaching was not uh, something that I thought about. Um, I really was planning on riding off into the sunset and doing something a little different. But George Carl was the one that uh, really uh, showed interest and thought that I should uh, pursue that. And, uh, you know, the unfortunate thing was he left that year, went to Milwaukee, and um, I ended up play, uh, coaching with uh, Westfall. In baseball, Nate, they say that catchers make the best managers because they have a feel for the game. It's right in front of them. They see it all. You reference being a point guard. Is the same thing true in basketball as it relates to point guards becoming coaches? I think so. You know, uh, of course, I could be biased about that, but I think so because, you know, as a point guard, you have to be an extension of that uh, coach. Uh, far as what he wants out on the floor, you know, you you have to be the guy, I think, to establish the style of play, the tempo that you play at. Um, you have to be the guy who's the quarterback uh, out there and, you know, make sure that everything is set both offensively and defensively. Uh, you are the guy that is normally given the raw, raw speeches, uh, you know, in the locker room when the coach is not there. 
uh, you know, leading your team. So I think that, you know, point guards, uh, you know, that's the role that they play. They are uh, or should be a coach out on the floor, uh, just as a quarterback in football, a linebacker on the defensive end of the floor, upset defensive end of the field. Uh, you know, those guys are the leaders and, uh, you know, really established the style of play. Pacers coach Nate McMillan kind enough to spend some time with us as he does on a regular basis here on Saturday mornings. Last night's game, the 200th game of Nate's Pacers NBA coaching career. Game number 201 and game number 37 this season for the Pacers comes up tomorrow. Take note, it's a day game, a 3 o'clock start uh, actually on Monday, not tomorrow. A 3 o'clock start on New Year's Eve day. I'll get it straight, Pat. Pat will get us started with Pacers pregame at 2.30. And right now we go back to our studio and Pat Boylan. Mark and Nate, thank you. When we return here on Pacers Weekly, it's time to go around the house with Eddie White. We will see what interesting guest Eddie White has found for us just after the break. This is Pacers Weekly. Through its local associate, Stanley Security Solutions has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. Country's greatest, Carrie Underwood. Live in concert, the Cry Pretty Tour 360 with special guests Maddie and Tay and Runaway June. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, June 16th, 2019. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. The brand new album, Cry Pretty, is available everywhere now in association with Kalia. Hi Pacers fans, this is TJ Leaf. You know Banker's Life from the name on our home court, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Banker's Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. CNO Financial is based right here in Central Indiana. In fact, they're one of the 10 largest companies in the state providing health and life insurance, as well as retirement solutions to middle income Americans across Indiana and nationwide. Learn more about CNO Financial and its Central Indiana roots at CNO Inc. That's CNOINC.com. Pink, live in concert. Now, due to phenomenal demand, the beautiful Trauma World Tour continues. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, April 30th, 2019. Get access to preferred tickets with your city card. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. The number one selling album, Beautiful Trauma, is available everywhere. There's more at Pinkspage.com. Pacers Weekly continues. We're live on the circle in downtown Indianapolis. I'm Pat Boylan. Thanks for spending your Saturday morning with us. Eddie White, if you're with us every week, you know, finds an interesting guest that visits Bankers Life Fieldhouse or works at Bankers Life Fieldhouse or is around sometimes the city of Indianapolis from time to time. He grabs that guest and does an interview only in a way that Eddie White can. Let's find out who he's got this week, Eddie. Thanks, Pat. It is once again time to go around the house, and I'm excited about this one because, you know, around the house, we, we talk to everybody. This is one of the most interesting characters that I've run into here at the Fieldhouse. Just a phenomenal guy. He went to Indiana. He worked for the Indianapolis Indians, and now, my friends, he's like the strength coach for Phil 
Mickelson, and he loves the Pacers. Welcome to the show, Sean Cochran. Sean, how are you? I'm doing great, Eddie. Thank you. Nice to be back in Indianapolis. As as you just said, I went to IU, became kind of a Pacers fan back in the day. Happy to see that they're doing well this year, playing as a team, and was very excited to be at the game last night, so had quite a fun time, and working with you today here up at uh, the Fieldhouse with uh, Power Alley Baseball, Jay Lair, so having a good time, so it's nice to be back. It's always good to see you. You live out in California, but mm-hmm. you come to Indiana a lot. So tell the people, why do you come to Indiana so much? I want to get into your, your stuff that you do is genius. Well, thank you. Very nice of you to say. So basically, I would classify myself as a strength conditioning coach, biomechanist, exercise physiologist. So yes, I work with Phil. I've been on the PGA Tour since 03. Previous to that point in my career, I was in professional baseball. I worked for the Brewers, and that's when I was with the Indians back in 2000. Then I was with the Padres thereafter. So overall, in regards to my overall career, uh, I have taken what we know in terms of human movement, athletic movement, and what efficiency, inefficiency in athletic movements are. And basically, we have ways, systems to analyze and determine via biomechanical analysis how efficient you are as an athlete, swinging a golf club, hitting a baseball, throwing a baseball hitting a tennis ball. And then with that information, we can invariably take and determine the physiological training you need as well as the mechanical training you need to optimize what your abilities may be. Just like we did with you today. Or yesterday, I'm sorry. <laughs> how new is this? I mean, how, how new is this, this technology? I can't even repeat what you just said it was. Well, interesting. It's been a number of decades. So I'll go back to the early 90s. Uh, Dr. Tommy House, Coop Doreen, first introduced Introduced this technology in baseball, and I'm saying probably way back in the mid 80s. At that point, in the process of digitizing human movement, analyzing human movement, the technology was archaic to say the least, where you had to use multiple cameras, boxes. Digitizing took eight hours, so it was a very intensive type of a process which was not efficient in terms of what's required in sport today. Now, if we fast forward 25 years, that technology has advanced, the efficiency has advanced. So what I did with you yesterday, we basically have databases on efficient biomechanics for baseball, softball, volleyball, tennis, and golf. And I can take your swing, and we'll just use the golf swing since we did this yesterday, put four sensors on your body, Take your motions, digitize it, determine the efficiency of your swing, how much speed you're generating, where the inefficiencies are. That provides me a database to basically dissect as a coach what we need to work on. Is it physically what we need to improve? Is it mechanically? Is it a combination of both? So the technology's been there a long time. The golfing world in the mid-90s took the technology and basically sped it fast forward due to a lot of investment in it to where we have it now where it can take five minutes to push out a report and I know exactly what to do with you. So uh, the remarkable thing is with in today's athlete, mm-hmm. they want it now, yeah. uh, that you can get them the feedback, whether it's Phil Mickelson or it's the guy who's leading the American League in hitting, mm-hmm. you could take a look at him and give him feedback immediately. And it's not, uh, you're looking at the old days, you looked at film, you're looking at three-dimensional. This is the real deal. Yeah, and here's what I say. Um, video is great. Video has its place in the instructional side of the equation. Though what we recognize, and I'll break it down, human movement occurs in three dimensions. We're moving down, up, side, rotation. So that's three dimensions. Video, which is two-dimensional, 
captures movement in two dimensions. What you see in two dimensions is not necessarily what's transpiring in three dimensions. And a good way to you know, compare this is I say video is like an X-ray, 3D is like an MRI. It's that much deeper. And then, for example, I'm up here with Power Alley Baseball. Kevin Long here, from the hitting coach of the Nationals, is, is up at this clinic. From what I've talked in regards to, say, hitting coaches in the big leagues and such, three-dimensional motion analysis, biomechanical analysis, provides them a scalpel with their big lead hitters where if someone is struggling and they have an issue, it allows them to pinpoint the problem, refine the problem more quickly than video, and then provide solutions for that hitter. It's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. And anyone listening to us, uh, Sean comes to Indiana a lot. He's a regular at the Pacer games when he shows up in Indiana. Uh, if they're listening, they're either an athlete themselves or they got young kids or athletes and they're interested in this and they want to get in touch with you, what do they do? Just go to my website. Just Google Sean Cochran. SeanCochran.com. I should come up and there's a contact page. There's numbers where you can reach me and I'm more than happy, happy to reach out to you, speak with you and what options we can provide your, yourself or your kids, your sons and your daughters. Unbelievable. And that, you were at the Tigers Phil thing this year I in was, Vegas. Yes, I'm glad. going next year. Well, I'm you going. had an invite. But I, I don't know. know what had, we had a game. Oh, we had a game. game. I mean, I, I, I got to finagle the schedule. I got to call the NBA and make sure that they don't schedule a game on the day that I was. Think but you need to do that for the future. Yes. That was a hoop. My friend, it's always good to see you. Thank you very much, Eddie. A pleasure. Go Pacers. Go Pacers. Patrick, he is a genius. He's working on my golf swing. I am headed to the Super Senior Tour. Back to you, my friend. <laughs> All right, Eddie, thank you. A look at the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, the Pacers G League affiliate. They will be uh, in action tomorrow at 5 o'clock. They're on the road, or actually they are at home. This is a game at the MTI Center at Trine University. So just up the way when the Mad Ants will host the Greensboro Swarm. So not in Fort Wayne, but this is a home game. And then they don't play again until January the 2nd when they head uh, just outside New York to take on the Westchester Knicks. It's been a season where the Mad Ants have had to deal with a lot of player movement. The Pacers have been using their G League affiliate quite liberally. The Mad Ants are 9-9 nine and nine on the year. Alizé Johnson and E.K. and Ibogu probably getting the most regular time of Pacers in that group. And both are playing very well. Johnson averaging 19 and 15 rebounds. And E.K. and Ibogu at 12 points and 10 rebounds per game. And Ibogu recently had 15 rebounds in their loss last night. The Mad Ants are 9-9. Nine and nine. You can catch them if you are in Fort Wayne most of the time at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. That's where they play their home games a couple hours northeast. Or if you'd like to watch players like Alizé, E.K., Edmund Sumner is there from time to time, and some of the other Pacers that take the floor in Fort Wayne for the G League affiliate. It's quite simple. You just have to like the G League page or like the Fort Wayne Mad Ants page. That's probably the easier way on Facebook, and then all of those games, just about all of them, get streamed on Facebook Live for absolutely free. That's where you can watch Sunday night's game, 5 o'clock. Just like the Mad Ants on Facebook and check out their page at 5 p.m. tomorrow. More Pacers Weekly headed our direction. We check back in with Mark Boyle next. He is with former Pacer. He's on the TV and the radio broadcasts, Eddie Gill. We will hear from Eddie when we return. This is Pacers Weekly. The Harlem Globetrotters bring their fan-powered tour to Indianapolis for two games on Friday, January 18th, and Martin Luther King Day on January 21st. 
At a Globetrotters event, you won't just be watching the action, you could be in the middle of it. This year, the games offer even more opportunities for your family to interact with the stars of the team. Don't miss the Globetrotters on Friday, January 18th or Monday, January 21st. Tickets are now on sale. Hi Pacer fans, this is Darren Carlson. You know Bankers Life from the name of our home court, Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Bankers Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. And for every three-pointer we make this year, CNO Financial will donate $50 to the Pacers Foundation. Over the past 19 seasons, CNO Financial has donated nearly $300,000 to Pacers Foundation. Learn more at PacersFoundation.org or visit CNO Inc. That's CNOINC.com. Financing was always a concern. We were a brand new couple out of college. First bought a dog, which made us buy the house, of course. We knew we were getting married, so Correct. we wanted something to be able to move into right away. We ended up finding Forum Credit Union, and through Forum Credit Union, we got pre-approved. Really liked working with Forum, the best to offer rate-wise. Everything went so smoothly. Yeah, Forum Credit Union made it easy. Forum Credit Union, your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender, NMLS number 469848. Through its local associate, Stanley Security Solutions has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. Producer David Deering has upped our intro bed music game this year. This is Pacers Weekly. We're live on the Circle in downtown Indianapolis. We're with you from 10 to 11 every Saturday morning. 317-239-1070. Call in Chad Pacers Basketball with us. I'm at Pat Boylan Pacers on Twitter. A couple questions already. We'll forward those over to Mark Monteith and Jeremiah Johnson, who join us live a little bit later in the show. Before we get to those two, it's time to reintroduce Mark Boyle here to the show. We heard... Him with Nate McMillan earlier. This time he's with former player and now broadcaster Eddie Gill. Mark? Thank you, Pat. We're approaching the midway point of the season, and the Pacers have been playing as well as anybody in the NBA over the last month or so. Their record is among the best in the league. Is it too soon, being that we're not yet halfway through the season, Eddie, to say that this team is maybe one of the best in the entire league? No, I don't know if it's necessarily too soon. I think right now is the time where you start looking around the league and seeing who was really a good team, a solid team, you know, great teams and and really start to cement themselves in terms of who they are. I think the Pacers have proven to be a really good team in this league. I think they are uh, amongst the top teams in the league. Their record indicates that. Uh, their, their style of play indicates that, especially when you talk about what they do on the defensive end of the floor. You know, go, go back through the history of the game. Most great teams are solid on the defensive end of the floor, unless you're talking about a, a D'Antoni-led team. But other than that, most teams are, are solid on the defensive end of the floor, and the Pacers are just that. Well, since you mentioned the Pacers in the context of where they might be regarded in the entire league, let's go around the league for a minute. Do you see anything that has really surprised you in terms of either, A, a team that has been much better than you thought, or conversely, a team that has been much less successful than you anticipated? Yeah, I think... Um talk about a team that's that's much better than anticipation you you got to look at the Denver Nuggets and what they've done out in the West 
in that tough conference. They've been right there, you know, in the top three throughout the, the first part of this season. And uh, now we're looking at a little bit more than a third of the season gone past. They're still right there in, in the hunt for to be the best team in the, in the West. Obviously, you're looking at the Golden State Warriors, but Denver's been there the whole time. Talking about the most disappointing team, uh, that's probably the team the last couple seasons, and that would be the Washington Wizards for me. Uh, in terms of what they've had and from a collection of talent with those those that backcourt that they have They're probably the most disappointing and then uh, you know the Houston Rockets a team that has Had some some great potential um, But looks like they're on their way up right now Let's talk about the Wizards for a moment not per se But conceptually because you've been in locker rooms you've played with a number of teams over the course of your career and we hear that the Wizards have some sort of dysfunctional issues going on, some sort of group dynamic that doesn't work for them. We don't know what they are, but the reason I bring that up is this. I think the tendency is to look at a team like that and say, well, geez, they've got one of the best backcourts in the game. They've got a really good starting lineup. Why are they losing? And specific to that, I ask you this. Outside of the talent level that a team has, how important is it what goes on in the locker room, how the guys get along, how they interact and things of that nature that fans maybe don't see? I think it is so important. I think it is so important. Um, the, the culture and the chemistry within your team has to be one of such where everyone is cheering for each other. They're rooting for each other. They're holding each other accountable also. Uh, you know, every, the accountability, accountability, ability, excuse me, is spread through the team evenly. Um, the encouragement, encouragement is spread through the team evenly. Um, we clearly don't know what's going on in, inside that locker room. Something is, is amiss for sure because they have the, the ability and talent on paper to be much better than what they are. And contrary to that is what the Pacers have. They have a tremendous culture, tremendous chemistry. Nate McMillan and, and the, the management staff has put together a great roster and these guys really really will just run through a brick wall for each other. That, that's something that I've seen. I, I pay attention to the bench and and the demeanor and dispositions on the bench. And, and at all times, guys are upbeat and, and they understand that clearly everyone wants to be on the floor and play significant minutes, but that's not possible in reality. So the, the guys sacrifice for each other. But at the same time, when a guy out there is doing well, everyone on the bench is happy for that guy. Let's close with a thought on the road trip that comes up. The Pacers are at home on Monday and then out for five games, all against Eastern Conference teams, some winnable games there, some games against some really good teams too, uh, such as Boston, for example, and Toronto. How do you look at that trip in terms of the Pacers' chances to have success? Yeah, I think it's a great test, another great test for the, for the Pacers to see where they are and, and how they're tracking forward as this season uh, marches along. Um, you know, obviously the Boston game and the, and the Toronto games, those games will stick out, but it's, it's a game-by-game game situation. The Pacers are going to have to go in with their hard hat each and every night. Um, playing out on the road in the NBA, no matter where you go, is going to be tough. In particular, you're talking about a four- or five-game road trip. It'll, it'll definitely be a strong test for the Pacers. That's Eddie Gill. You'll hear him during our broadcast from time to time on the road, and you can see him with some frequency, too, pregame, postgame, and so forth on the Fox telecasts. Pacers looking forward to Monday's game. Take note, it's a 3 o'clock start. That's unusual for a weekday, but it is New Year's Eve day. And then those five games out east, starting with a game against Chicago on Friday. Let's turn things back over to Pat Boylan. Mark and Eddie, thank you. The show this week has two Marks, two Eddies. We heard from Eddie White, Eddie Gill there. Mark Boyle, Mark Monteith joins us next. The Pacers.com writer to give us perspective on last night's win and where the Pacers stand as they close out 2018. We'll hear from Mark next. This is Pacers Weekly.
Having sold more than 100 million records worldwide, the iconic Cher returns. Here we go again to her 2019, performing hits spanning her entire career. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, February 14th, featuring special guests Niall Rogers and Chic. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. The album Dancing Queen is available everywhere now. For more, visit Share.com. Hi Pacers fans, this is TJ Leaf. You know Bankers Life from the name on our home court, Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Bankers Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. CNO Financial is based right here in Central Indiana. In fact, they're one of the 10 largest companies in the state providing health and life insurance, as well as retirement solutions to middle-income Americans across Indiana and nationwide. Learn more about CNO Financial and its Central Indiana roots at CNO Inc. That's C-N-O-I-N-C dot com. What doesn't kill you makes you strong. Grammy award-winning global superstar, Kelly Clarkson. The Meaning of Life Tour. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, Friday, March 22nd. Kelly Clarkson, with very special guests, Grammy-nominated Kelsey Ballerini. And season 14 winner of The Voice, Bryn Cartelli. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Twenty-five million albums sold worldwide. Now's your chance to see Kelly Clarkson. With very special guests, Grammy-nominated Kelsey Ballerini and season 14 winner of The Voice, Bryn Cartelli. Baker's Life Fieldhouse, Friday, March 22nd. Check more at kellyclarkson.com. Produced by Messina Touring Group and AEG Presents. This is Pacers Weekly on 107.5 FM, 1070 The Fan. Having some technical difficulties grabbing Mark Monteith, but we hope to have him in a moment. The Pacers close out 2018 with the Atlanta Hawks. That is on Monday, December 31st. This is was always, as a fan, one of my favorite games to go to. That New Year's Eve game, you get there at 3 o'clock, you get to play some day basketball and then get out. You've got your evening to do whatever you would like to do on New Year's Eve. Pacers.com slash tickets is how you can be there. There are limited seats available in all sections, but you want to act soon as they are running low for that game on Monday. All right, Mark Monteith is with us now. Mark, the past couple of games there has been this kind of trend where the Pacers have had a really impressive balance in Atlanta. The win was certainly less impressive than it was uh, last night over Detroit, but do you sense the Pacers are kind of finding, in a way, you don't want to say Oladipo scoring seven points is their identity by any means, but in a way they're starting to find that general path to what makes them succeed the most. Yeah, this whole thing of balanced scoring has really come to the forefront. It's been amazing. Uh, you know, Who would have thought that the Pacers would have a game like last night where Oladipo was the only starter, uh, not just scoring double figures, and it's not – uh, an obvious factor offensively, but this team has such balanced depth that you have to take advantage of that. And you don't need Victor Oladipo to score 25 or 30 points a game uh, because you need to keep everybody involved. So I thought last night's game was as impressive really as any win all season. Detroit uh, <laughs> did not play well. Uh, 
so badly that they had a team meeting after the game. And, uh, you know, their coach, Dwayne Casey, apologized to the fans back home. But still, I don't think that detracts from the fact that the Patriots played really well at both ends and played really hard. You had Miles Turner uh, diving for a loose ball a couple minutes into the game. Thad Young diving for loose balls. Uh, Sabonis late in the uh, game gets a, I guess it was third quarter, got a lane violation. We're trying to rebound the missed free throw. Uh, you just saw so many hustle plays. And this team right now uh, seems to have a groove going, and we have to acknowledge the schedule hasn't been that difficult this month, but still has found a groove on both ends of the court that involves everybody, and that has to be the way for them going forward. I'm not sure if you'd say that there's one player this year that when he plays well versus poorly directly affects the Pacers' Uh, results significantly. Victor Oladipo is probably that guy, but a good example even last night of where he doesn't have his best game scoring and the Pacers get a comfortable win. That said, Darren Collison, to me at least, when he plays well, the team benefits from his level of play, maybe as much as anybody besides Oladipo playing well. When he's shooting well, when he's passing as well as he did last night, the Pacers just look different to me. Do you see that? Yeah, I do. And his version of playing well usually isn't scoring a lot of points. He's a good shooter. Hey, he led the league in NBA in three-point percentage last season. Uh, but he doesn't have to score to be effective. Last night, you know, 19 points hit all seven shots. But when he plays well, it's usually an assist-to-turnover ratio type of game. Last night he had seven assists and just one turnover. And that's what he does. And, you know, he's a different kind of point guard. He is not a guy – who has the ball in his hands all the time. Uh, he fits with Oladipo because Oladipo is going to have the ball a lot. Uh, and Collison's okay with that. And, you know, you could bring in another point guard who might be more individually uh, athletic and skilled than Collison is, but would he fit? You know, Collison fits. And he's kind of a quiet leader in the locker room. And, uh, you know, a game like last night was just beautiful. <laughs> and that dunk, you know, I wrote about that on Pacers.com last night, that dunk, you know, really ignited the team. It would be fun to watch the bench reaction to that on replay because they just went crazy. And it turned out, as I discovered after the game, that he and Tyreek Evans have a thing going where, uh, you know, Tyreek Evans had just one dunk going into the last night, and he and Collison have been joking about who's going to have more dunks this season. So now it's one-to-one. And, <laughs> you know, that was only Collison's second dunk as a pacer uh, in his second time with the team. And uh, a little thing like that, I think, just kind of shows the camaraderie and chemistry this team has, uh, the way they react with one another and support one another. And I thought it was revealing. So you're probably right. Collison, you know, when he plays well, uh, the Pacers seem to be awfully difficult to beat. As we look forward here, Mark, the month of December has been certainly easier than the month of November, and it gets tougher in January, it begins with five straight on the road in January. Now, Chicago is in there. Cleveland is in there. New York is in there. But so are Boston and Toronto, and five straight on the road is never easy. Do you look at Monday night's game against Atlanta, uh, maybe with a bit more importance before you head to the road? Yeah, you know, a loss wouldn't spoil the month. They've had a great month. But certainly, this is a game, another game, you should win. And given the schedule ahead, you should take advantage of these opportunities. You know, the Pacers will have a scheduling advantage on Monday. Atlanta won an overtime game in Minnesota last night. They play at home tonight, and they're back up here on Monday. So that's three games in four days. Really, 
uh, three games in less than four days. And the Pacers need to take advantage of that. They're obviously the better team than the Hawks, but we know that the best team doesn't always win in the NBA. So, you know, they have to uh, not be looking ahead to the new year, uh, take care of business. They'll have a few days before they have to play again next Friday at Chicago. So certainly a game you want to win to close out the month and then uh, start looking forward to a more difficult schedule in January. You want to give us a preview, Mark, of what you're writing about, what you will be writing about, and what the fans can look forward to over on Pacers.com? Yeah, I uh, today, you know, there's no practice today, but uh, spent some time in the locker room last night talking to Victor Oladipo and teammates about Victor Oladipo because it was unusual for him to have the kind of game he had last night, being the only starter not to score in double figures. You know, the seven points, two and nine from the field. But to a man, his teammates gave him credit for the way they played last night, scoring 125 points just by being in the game. You know, he attracts so much attention from the defenses. He gets double team coming off the screens. Uh, defenses are always geared towards stopping him, and that's what opens up everything for the teammates. You know, Darren Collison in particular said none of this happens without Victor Oladipo. So it's weird uh, the way the game went last night. And, you know, you have the impression, I had the impression after the game that Oladipo wasn't entirely thrilled about it, you know, not being a bigger part of the offense. But his teammates recognize the impact he has on the game just by being on the floor. And there certainly will be games going forward where he gets 25, 30 points again. It all depends on how the defense sets up. The Pacers' strength is that they can react to anything a defense does and take advantage of any mismatch or any opening the defense allows. So, while Oladipo is certainly their best player, their all-star, uh, probably their most important player, uh, they can win uh, whether he is scoring or not if he approaches the game a certain way. And, you know, we've talked about how good their record is when he limits his field goal attempts, and last night was kind of an extreme example of that. That's Pacers.com writer Mark Monte joining us here on Pacers Weekly. You can hear Mark next as part of the Kroger pregame show, which starts on uh, at 2.30 on Monday, December 31st. Note that earlier start time as the Pacers play Atlanta on New Year's Eve. Mark, thanks for your time here this morning. All right. Thank you, Pat. All right, that's Mark Monty. Jeremiah Johnson joins us next to close out the show. This is Pacers Weekly. Planet Fitness is the one and only judgment-free zone. That means for just $10 a month, you can work out at your own pace and just do you. However you want, whenever you want. Get free fitness training and tons of cardio and strength equipment, plus a totally friendly staff for just $10 a month with absolutely no judgment. We want you to be you for just $10 a month. Come in for a free tour or join online at planetfitness.com. Planet Fitness. Annual membership fee applies. Participating locations only. See club for details. Financing was always a concern. We were a brand new couple out of college. First bought a dog, which made us buy the house, of course. We knew we were getting married, so Correct. we wanted something to be able to move into right away. We ended up finding Forum Credit Union, and through Forum Credit Union, we got pre-approved. Really liked working with Forum, the best to offer rate-wise. Everything went so smoothly. Forum Credit Union made it easy. Forum Credit Union, your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender, NMLS number 469848. 
Through its local associate, Stanley Security Solutions has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. Hi Pacer fans, this is Darren Carlson. You know Bankers Life from the name of our home court, Bangers Life Fieldhouse. Bangers Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. And for every three-pointer we make this year, CNO Financial will donate $50 to the Pacers Foundation. Over the past 19 seasons, CNO Financial has donated nearly $300,000 to Pacers Foundation. Learn more at PacersFoundation.org or visit cnoinc.com. We're closing out Pacers Weekly. You're listening on 107.5 FM 1070, The Fan. If you miss any of this show, it comes up to you in podcast form. Just search Pacers Sound on SoundCloud or on any of the podcast apps you use, iTunes, Stitcher. At some point, we'll have another Sideline Guys podcast up. Pretty busy time of the year. Jeremiah Johnson joins us now. He's my Sideline Guys podcast host, co-host. Let's talk about last night's game and where the Pacers are playing right now. They had that brief little stumble last week, and yet now they're back uh, to four in a row, and it's kind of seeming like they're finding their rhythm a little bit, maybe finding the recipe for success, despite the fact that Oladipo struggles. You were out in that road game, that Indiana win in Atlanta, of course, there last night as well. What are you seeing in terms of this team coming together and 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 really you're seeing six guys, seven guys, eight guys scoring in double figures on a pretty regular basis. I think it's good that the Pacers can win in different ways. And for so much of the month, it was all about defense. And they're playing good defense. But against Atlanta, I think they would admit it wasn't their best defensive performance. But outstanding offense against the Hawks. And then last night was really just all around an outstanding effort. I mean, I saw guys diving all over the floor. Almost every, you know, every couple of minutes I saw a hustle play that I wanted to mark down and make note of. I felt like we could have done about a five-minute clip of highlights on Pacers Live postgame just because of how many great plays I saw. You forget about some of them when they get almost one up a few minutes later. So um, I just think they're winning different ways, but for the most part, it's good to see the offensive execution, not just Victor Oladipo, but everyone else playing well offensively. And when the Pacers play the way they can defensively and then they get the offense going, they're going to be tough to beat. This month in terms of strength of schedule, J.J., has been a little bit easier you have the three close losses, but the Pacers are closing out one of their best months in recent memory. And what's interesting is when you look at those games, none of them have really been close. In fact, the closest win has been by six points. And you see more in the favor of last night than you have close wins in the month of December. What's your impression been on the way Indiana's been able to win here in December? You know, you can start and look at a month, and sometimes we do this on the Sideline Guides podcast. We take a big-picture look, and we look at, you know, two and three weeks ahead, and we look at the schedule and try to say, oh, it'd be good to be four and two in the next six games, or it'd be nice to have a 10-win month. But so often it doesn't go according to plan. Just because the games are ones you're supposed to win, you can look every single night around the NBA, and you see teams that win games that are not supposed to win. You have the Hawks, the Bulls, the Cavs. They have nine wins, eight, nine wins, ten wins. 
they're going to win games that maybe they shouldn't. The Pacers very rarely fall victim to those. They have just the one, I think, this year that really feels like a bad loss, and that was that loss to Cleveland. I mean, the Toronto game, they basically won the game. The game was over, and then they kind of let up, and the Raptors came back and, and beat them. So, you know, it's been an easier schedule, but I think you have to take note of the 76ers game, the Milwaukee game, and then, you know, Detroit comes in, 500 record. You don't think they're that good, but they were sixth best in the Eastern Conference, and that was just... You know, the Pacers dismantled the Pistons. It wasn't close. And so I think you have to be really impressed that they've taken care of business. And as you noted, they've done so emphatically. And it does give them some momentum going into January for this five-game road trip. And then for some games that eventually will get a little more difficult, you do that with some momentum. Jeremiah Johnson is with us. we got about 90 seconds here, so I want to preview this Atlanta game coming up and talk about the coverage that you guys have on Fox Sports Indiana as well, which begins at 2.30. This maybe is kind of a chance at a redemption game, if you will, when you go back to that Cleveland game. you got two teams at home at the very bottom of the Eastern Conference. The Pacers dropped the one against the Cavs. Yeah, the Cleveland one will be fresh in the memory, but I actually think it's good to have had that game at Atlanta on Wednesday because the Pacers won the game. They were you know, excellent offensively, but they were going into that game number one in defensive rating. They took pride in that. They didn't play good defense against the Hawks. So I think that they will be out to play better than they did last week against Atlanta. They didn't leave Atlanta saying, oh, that was a great win. We, you know, we took care of business. We dominated them. It was closer than anyone in that locker room felt it should have been. So because that happened less than a week ago, because the Cavs game happened a few weeks ago, I don't see any reason to think this team is going to let up. Guys are fresh because some of them didn't didn't even have to play in the fourth quarter in the last game. And then they won't play again until Friday. So lay it all out on the line. Go into this little three-day break, which is a nice break in the schedule. No game on the first, second, or third. Get a win and get your 25th win of the season. That's the game plan on Monday. And it's a 2.30 uh, pregame show on Fox Sports Indiana, I should say, uh, against Atlanta. we got about 20 seconds here, a chance to preview that. Yep, Quinn Buckner will take Eddie Gill's spot in the uh, Pacers Live pregame analyst duties, and we'll have some New Year's resolutions from the Pacers. We'll be at practice tomorrow, so any other key news and notes that we need to share, we'll get at practice tomorrow. We'll be on the air at 2.30 on Monday afternoon. All right, Jeremiah Johnson, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, Pat. Have a good weekend. That's JJ. We're wrapping up Pacers Weekly. Thanks to our producer, David Deering. I'm Pat Boylan. We'll talk to you next week on Saturday morning.